transition. This is kind of a post um, post news, I guess. This news that you already are obviously aware of, those of you that are attending WCA for a period of time. Um, but just for those of you who are new today, and it's so good to see all these ministries uh, represented here today. Wonderful thing. A little recap on history. Um, 7707, um, Scott McLeod had been meeting with a group of leaders, and then the call came. James Gall and the tribe gathered together here and filled the Titan Stadium, and it was incredible. Out of that came up a desire to see leaders come together, to see an alliance of leaders. I remember way back, uh, Sacramento, 1982, I think. Billy Graham came to town. Uh, I was impressed with uh, with his organization. He sent in, this is a long time ago, but back then he sent in teams that would pray two years in advance prior to the crusade. Wow. And... Um, I saw the groundwork there, and of course the Operation Andrew and everything. I'm sure he's progressed since then, but I just happened to be more directly involved with that follow-up and that ground laying. And it really brought an alliance of leaders together for the city and and what took place. Uh, And I really commend him for that. Because the alliance of leaders is what WCA is all about. It's us, us coming together. We have a shared destiny together in the city. A shared destiny. Everybody says shared destiny. Shared destiny. Um, I've been here for about 26 years now, Dallas, near Dallas, Texas, prior to that, California. And there is a real tendency, pastoring especially, to become more focused on just your thing. And it's all consuming. Pastors are overwhelmed by the responsibility. Ministry leaders overwhelmed by the responsibility and the demand not to mention the spiritual warfare Um, this city um, is one of the most unusual cities that you will ever find Uh, but God is making great headways here Uh, there's some wonderful things that are taking place Uh, Ecclesiastes said there's a time and a season for everything Uh, I've had many times and many seasons um, one of the most uh, recent has been my shift in my own ministry and looking back after pastoring and ministering for a good number of years. If we talk about the word transition, how many uh, how many feel like you're in transition? <laughs> you know, it's really getting comical to me because I'm in transition. I'm in transition. Let me help you. You will always be transition. You will always be transition. Sometimes the transition is deeper than others. Sometimes it's a little more narrow. You heard the old overused statement that says, uh, "If you're walking down Hell's Hallway, don't stop." And transition is from that one point to the other. We're being transformed through transition. God pours us from one pot to the other pot. He's always working. He's always digging. He's always meddling. God works in mischievous ways His wonders to perform. 
He's a very mischievous guy. But here's the deal. God, the, the reason we miss it is we think that he's building ministries and churches. <laughs> he's building people. Yeah, I moved here uh, 26 years ago when I was in my backyard praying very loudly. And uh, I'd come from mega ministry, so all I knew was big. So I, all I envisioned was big. So I was calling on a big God to do a big work. Mm-hmm. And I had a big voice. Uh, my neighbors complained about it, literally. <laughs> literally, they called the police on me. Uh, so, but um, I remember praying, 1991. I said, Lord, we're going to build a ministry here. We're going to build a ministry here. Show me how to build this thing. I'm your man. Send me. Here am I. And boy, I rattled on and prayed these great faith prayers. And then this still small voice came. And the Lord said, I didn't bring you here to build a ministry. I brought you here to build you. So, God builds a man or a woman and then ministry flows out of a man or a woman. Psychologists tell us that we get information uh, generally as it comes up our brain stem here into our brain that we have a left brain and a right brain as most of us are aware of. Uh, Left brain being the more reasoning side, logic, right is the creative experiential side of things. Uh, In my research and in my journey in life and the highs and the lows, I realized that I can have a doctrinal view of logic and reasoning about God, but my experience on my right brain oftentimes doesn't match what my left brain is saying. So you can actually have two concepts of God. And this is when the danger of religion is moving in and we begin to go by rule and rote. Even us Pentecostals, you know, that are filled. We have our own uh, rituals. We have our own rosemary kind of (coughs) situations. So what I'm realizing now is the importance of experiencing at every junction, at every transition, at every place in life that my experience with the Father is matching my reasoning and my logic of who I think God is. So we we must stay current with where God is. Sometimes we have to look back in order to go forward. Dennis Peacock said one time many years ago that God has to bring us out sometime in order to take us back in to be able to speak. Uh, Dick Mills prophesied in 2004. He says, Kimball, I I think that the... uh, just like with the uh, Israelites, he said, I think that the next move of God is going to be outside the camp. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, let's be very careful about the church and not beat up the church Mm -hmm. because the church is God's bride. Mm -hmm. But what is the church? Uh, I want to talk to you for just a moment. Um, If you look at Genesis with me, Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1 if you would allow me on this interpretation here 
that uh, that um, verse 21, excuse me, verse 27 and 28. I don't have time to do a lot of scripture reference, and I don't think I need to in this place today. But he says, So God created man in his own image, in the image of God he created him, male and female he created him. Then he blessed them, and he said, Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish, over the sea, over the birds of the air, and every living creature on the earth. So basically, God has charged Adam to build him a city, build him a civilization, a people. So God starts with building a city in in Genesis. And it's interesting to me that in Revelation 21, when Jesus is writing to the seven churches, that he concludes with building a city. He concludes with writing letters to a city. Once again, when I moved and I was starting a church, all I could think about it was my church. Yeah, I prayed over the city, but boy, I wanted to do my church, my thing. God's view from heaven is a city church. And what is a city church? A city church is when we transcend race and color and, and economic levels until we become one in alliance of leaders. It's a city battle that we're in. There are principalities and powers that aren't after just churches. There are territorial spirits that have been here for years. And if we're going to defeat citywide strongholds, it will take city leaders. Us coming together. This gathering is so strategic. It ebbs and it flows. This room has been filled to capacity at times and glory has rolled into this place. Other times it's been smaller. Nonetheless, the early days of this being birthed, it was a seed in this city. Don Fento told James at one point, if you do away with WCA simply because of attendance or potentially lack of interest at the moment, God would just have to raise up something else. So WCA has stood the test of time. It's Worship City Alliance. It's an alliance so that leaders would come together that this wouldn't be just a music city, but it would literally be a worship city. A city that uh, ascends and worship unto God. Which really is our very first calling. Acts chapter 13, when they gather together, it says that they, they gather to minister unto the Lord. Any of you remember an old charismatic leader named Roxanne Brandt? She wrote a book called Ministering to the Lord. Powerful little book. We sometimes forget the importance of ministering to the Lord. And as we minister to Him, uh, then the downloads of the destiny of the city are given to us. Now we need men, we need women who can hear that, who can shoulder that beyond just their local sphere of responsibility. And there are spheres of authority. And God does grant some a greater opportunity of influence. But we all join together in a shared destiny. In a common destiny. We usually don't find this out until we experience crises, tragedy. Like the city of Houston is going through right now. With the hurricane drilling in on southern Florida right now. 
Nashville's own flood a few years back. It rallies us together. The church has always flourished during times of persecution. I would to God that we could come together by revelation and mutual love to be a city under God full of diversity where we transcend and become one in commerce and culture and government. Yes, Lord. Where we seek the covering of the Lord so we be a city set on a hill. Yes. We are a city church. And I believe God has called us. You remember when uh, James and Don laid hands on me a few years back to set me in at WCA? I have been honored to serve in this position. Uh, deeply honored. I was um, I was humbled. I was terrified because I knew that it wasn't just a place of ministry or a pulpit. I knew that there was yet even a bigger target on my back because of the role that I view it as. I view city roles and local church roles that they're different, and there there are local demons and strongholds, and they're citywide. And you don't just run out there and say, I rebuke you. Oh, we got on the warfare kick in the 80s. And I'm not sure that... I think we had more adrenaline than anointing. uh, uh, But we bound everything and loosed everything. We were binding things that God had already bound. We were loosing things that God had already loosed. So it's so important we go to a third heaven place. When we view from a third heaven what he's already done, this is more of a reformational work than a revival. Because when you see what he's already done, rather than crying out for something and asking for something that he's already given us. Hello, somebody. So I was my, my privilege and my opportunity to serve, and I did for a period of time until I've gone through some major transitions in my own life physically, uh, as well as emotionally, economically, uh, a lot of other things. So during this period of time, my dear friend Jerry Bryant stepped up to the plate, and he didn't step up. He's always been here. Sure. Jerry's always been here sure. uh, serving. He yes. just took on more responsibility and covered me. He covered me. Uh, he filled in where when I couldn't make it. I took a secular position, uh, which I'd never done. I'd been pastoring for 35 years. And I thought, okay, how can I use my gifts, Lord, uh, that would that would still serve people? So for a period of time, I was the director of a career center, helping people get jobs and pastoring them. So I thought, until I was told that I was pastoring more than giving a patient advice. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine that. So they just want a job. They don't need the anointing and destiny messages. (laughs) So uh, this was another... Another little step for me to look at and doing everything I can to serve whenever I can and however I can. And uh, so as I look back, my whole journey, and this is a word for somebody here today. I've got several words for, for people today. One word is there are times that you look back at your life. We're so bent on pressing for the next revelation and for God give me something new. Uh, Matthew chapter 13 verse 52 says a wise scribe takes out of his treasure things old and things new. 
Ghost to breathe on once again. Have I not told you? Did I not give you? That's one of the hardest ones to hear is to reach back because usually old has attached memories to it. There are things attached that we don't want to go back there. But God took me back and He'll take you back when you realize that leash that is around your neck that keeps yanking you until you get the message that you've got to go back and take care of some things. So, um, I, uh, I was taken back by the Lord. First, when I went into the ministry in uh, Southern California, I had a little business in, in Arkansas became a evangelistic outreach as we did in the Jesus movement, Larry. Uh, parking lot crusades. I had hair down on my shoulders. Preaching. You know, gutter to glory. You know, Jesus loves you. We were witnessing the telephone poles, you know. <laughs> chick tracks on the counter. I joined a Baptist church and they announced it from the pulpit every Sunday when I got my hair cut. Wow, Brother Mike got another inch off. <laughs> and so, I mean, we were, we were, it was just so focused on rules and regulations and things. Yeah, so that's the truth, folks. So out of that, prayer was a huge part. Then when I went into the, quote, full-time ministry, and that's another subject that we could talk about another time, because we're in the Day of the Saints. I said, we're in the Day of the Saints. Daniel chapter 7 said there was a great judgment given in heaven on behalf of the saints. He says, I give favor on behalf of the saints. Do you know the final ministry was not to build ministries for themselves, that they were given to equip the saints? That's right. That's right. They were not titles. They were functions. That's right. That's right. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. They were meant to be in positive tension. Yes. Fivefold ministry were to live in positive tension. You want to see some tension if you put a teacher with a prophet or a teacher with a shepherd. A shepherd, I have a pastor friend in Dallas, and he worked with another prophet. He said, When Prophet Lawrence lays hands on people, they fall under the power and they begin to shake and groan. He says, When I lay hands on people, they just go, Bah. <laughs> We, we each have our own anointing. But fivefold ministry were given to the church to equip the saints. Amen. And three of them were extra local and mobile. Paul's a prophet and evangelist. Yes. Nonetheless, I digress. Uh, but it's not about fivefold. Fivefold is to push up the saints, to push yes. forward the saints, to help establish, not to be a part of our fan base. Yes. But to help people come into their own giftings and, and mature. The devil is not our problem. Immaturity in the church is the is the great issue. Yes. Because we have not many fathers. Yes. So I began to look back and um, the first book I was given to was Power Through Prayer by Ian Bounds. And I was told to devour the book and I did devour the book. And then I met a uh, dear lady that uh, was an intercessor, African-American prophetess, and she could go there like nobody that I'd ever seen. I got introduced to John Sanford at that time. Elijah Tass was one of the first books I chewed on. still have the book. And my 
When I went to my first place of ministry, how would you like to be introduced this way? First day of church. I'm just, can I just talk to you for a second? First day of church, first place. I went from a church of 300 people to 10,000. So the first service was 5,000 people. I was scared spitless. And uh, I was the youth director, youth pastor, one of five. And, and this melody land. The senior pastor saw me front uh, row down there. And he's preaching, and he's under the anointing. And uh, he looks at me and goes, Aren't you the new youth pastor? And I wanted to crawl under the chair. Back then, I had a bad habit of chewing gum. I, I chewed double mint. And I, I would crack it. I so uh, he called me up. He says, Come up here. I want to introduce you in front of everybody. First thing. So it was, uh, he introduced me to 5,000. He goes, uh, tell me your story. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, he goes, wait, before you do that, give me your gum. There's um. <laughs> 5,000 people here. It's not a, it's a wonderful way to start your ministry. <laughs> so I, I didn't know if he was kidding or not, you know, and so I literally took my gum out of my of hand did. and I put it in his hand. He goes, now go ahead. And I shared, he goes, pray. Pray. the demarcations in my life and the different deposits mm-hmm. and and you begin to find out that God gives you certain anointings and certain mm-hmm. things and he will have people that don't even know but the Holy Ghost knows yes. mm-hmm. 
Amen. Because he searches the heart of the Father, he searches the heart of man, and he's the one that does all the work in between. Amen. So as I look back and I see these times of prayer that God has used me in, yes, the church is dysfunctional. Guess what? We're all dysfunctional. Amen. Submit to authority. If we don't submit to authority, you're going to get your fanny shot off. Amen. And if you think you're going to judge because of what the faults and the flaws that you see and see in authority, right? Let me tell you a story. He said, "I was just got back from Seoul, Korea. This is 1995, 1985. Excuse me, 1985." He said, "I just got back from Seoul, Korea, and he goes, I had a personal meeting with Paul Young Cho, then Paul Young Cho, and." Uh, he said, I asked him, if you came to America, what would you, how would you start a church? What would be the first thing you do in America? And he, he was notorious for, or is notorious for his life, especially from the Western point of view. Ha, 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 ha. He goes, well, the very first thing I do in America, he goes, America knows nothing about prayer. He said, of course, he's speaking for Prayer Mountain, you know. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, America start church. They hire music pastors children's pastor uh, he said I hire pastor of prayer <laughs> that's how I do church in America so he tells me this story and I'm going I'm, what in the world does that have to do with me you know and he looks at me and goes Kimball would you be my pastor of prayer wow. and he offered me a job when I thought I was going to be excommunicated out of a community once again I'm telling you it was a demarcation point do you see what I'm saying mm-hmm. So this is the largest church in Northern California. Bill Johnson's father was the assistant district mm-hmm. superintendent. Mm-hmm. Um, he was my uh, presbyter, uh, superintendent. It was the most influential church in Northern California, 3,000 members. And we launched the position of pastor of prayer. Never been done before. Mm-hmm. And God just blessed it. And amazing thing happened. Dick Eastman came out of this church. It was Dick Eastman's home church. And the first book I taught there was The Hour That Changed the World. Mm-hmm. And the little prayer class grew from 10 people to 350 people. Amen. Just a Sunday school class. Because people were hungry for prayer. So I look back at all these little demarcations and then later hooked up with Larry Lee and went to Church of the Rock and was a prayer associate and went all over the country teaching about prayer there. So here I am, now some 37 years later, and I look back and I'm going, I'm not looking for success. I, I'm now at this stage of my life looking to make a significant deposit mm-hmm. with whatever I have left with my time. And so I want to, uh, I want to help people with prayer. I want to help people learn how to pray. Uh, I learned how to pray just laying on my face in the floor mm-hmm. and pray and praying next to people. Mm-hmm. I talked to Bob Wilhite this week. Oh, Larry Lee's pastor. Really? He's 90 years old. Right? Still leading prayer. Oh, in Amen. Texas. Really? He's an old southern boy from Fort Worth, Arkansas. <laughs> well, Campbell, good to hear from you. <laughs> I just got back from prayer. You still praying? <laughs> yes, Brother God, wow. I'm still praying. Um, so as I look back, I see that the Lord has just taken me down through some journeys with prayer. Mm-hmm. I never, here's my great struggle, I never wanted to be identified with just one area. I wanted to teach the whole counsel of God. I love apostolic government. 
I love to teach on the fivefold ministry. Mm-hmm. I love to see saints come into the fullness. Yeah. I played the part. Did you, ever, did you ever heard the musical A Touch Felt Around the World? It's, it's old school. Mm-hmm. It was a musical that was given on the Azusa Street Revival. Mm-hmm. And uh, they asked me to play the part of uh, Reverend White, the rector, Reverend White, yeah. whose daughter was supernaturally healed at Brother Seymour's meeting. Mm-hmm. What's this? Wow. Mm-hmm. So, still part of my prayer journey. So, we do this musical in this church I'm telling you about. So, I'm Reverend White. I'm this unbelieving Presbyterian rector, and it has forbidden my daughter to go to Brother Seymour's meetings. And she was uh, ill, lame. She goes, and then the, the Holy Ghost falls on Brother Seymour, and she gets healed. And I'm coming together as dad to yank her out. And I walk in, and I find that the Holy Ghost is there, and my daughter is healed. And uh, so God just wastes me at that particular point. What was interesting is I was portraying Reverend White, and I was Pastor Knight in the church. And so uh, at the conclusion of the musical, the senior pastor turns and looks at me after my rebellious state as this staunch Presbyterian pastor, anti-supernatural. And then I I repent as I see my daughter now here. <coughs> he says, Kimball, there's a whole lot of people that need what you just got. And so he said, if you want what a Reverend White has, meet him in the room. Hundreds of people got up and walked out of the sanctuary. And I read 300 people the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And just, boom. You're speaking in tongues. All of your prayer. Thank you, Lord. So, those, I encourage you, look back on those moments, what God did. It may not be like what He did. It may be on a compassion level. It may be on a this level. It may be a use financially to help somebody. But look for those earmarks, those demarcations, those places where God has used you. So, so just a few points of my deal. And so what I'm doing now is I'm shifting, transitioning out of WCA into more of just prayer focus. Nothing becomes dynamic until it becomes specific. Yes. Mm-hmm. I pastor when I pastor. You pray all week long. You get a message. You live to deliver this message to change the people and you got 90 minutes to boom! And then you start all over again Monday morning. And then there's Wednesday and then there's Sunday. And you're always moving and oftentimes not able to really find really where you want to stay in the vein of that God has anointed you. Are you you're, you're trying to be with me here? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I feel like this is what I what I want to do, what maybe God can use me uh, in uh, through some of the years and the other stories that I have about being here in Franklin and Nashville and praying and in the early days and going to all of that. But um, I'm moving into an area of, of just more streamlined prayer. I don't have manuals written. James calls the one if you need things on prayer. You can go check his website out. He's the he's the he's the book writer, the man.
For me personally, every time I get out of the city, I'm usually under so much of the oppression and the pressure of the moment. When I get out of the city, sometimes even the city limits, it opens up portals for me. Fresh to dream far more than I'm dreaming now. Uh, but I got there and I had a dream. I dreamed, I don't know how long it's been since I dreamed. Sometimes you can be so intense in the warfare uh, that it just shuts down that bright brain creative experience of something. You've got to lose that. You've got to lose that. You've got to get in a place with a fresh experience of God. Don't keep functioning off your own logic and reason of who God is. You can go into prayer with that. You can pray that way. And it's just dry, husky letter. Dry, husky prayers. So I had a dream. And in this dream, there's a charismatic leader that every one of them, he's a household name. You would know him. He came into the, came into the, to the dream. He had long, flowing gray hair. And I, could, and I said, oh, what are you doing here? And he goes, I've come to, to hang with you. In that moment, I knew, because the emphasis in the dreams, you know, dreams, how weird they can be, symbolism-wise. This is just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, all I could see was the gray hair. And that moment, I, I, when I woke up, the Lord said, this is wisdom that has come. Mm-hmm. And I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I, I'm going to release something here for those of you who want this. And um, I, I said, wisdom. I said, I've been looking for you. He was looking for And wisdom is the application of knowledge. Once again, yes. the left brain has that knowledge. Religious knowledge. Do you know that the Pharisees had knowledge? Do you know in John chapter 3, when, uh, uh, when, they, when they came to Jesus, Nicodemus came to Jesus, Jesus wasn't speaking to the religious, excuse me, to the unbeliever, he's speaking to the religious. He says, how can one be born again? He says, unless one is born of the water and the Spirit. And Nicodemus finally got it. You know what it took for Nicodemus to get it? He had to have intellectual humility. Mm-hmm. He had the religious right. Mm-hmm. He had the religious knowledge. Yeah. But he needed the wisdom. He needed humility. Mm-hmm. Intellectual humility. Mm-hmm. In order for revelatory, experiential life mm-hmm. to come. And then that's when Jesus goes in about the wind. Mm-hmm. The wind blowing in. And you don't know which way the wind is. He's trying to teach him that you've got 1,643 different laws that you want people to keep. But you don't know which way the wind blows. We need an intellectual humility in order to experience a fresh revelation of God. So in this dream, this gray hair and this leader that you all know uh, came and then I looked over and I still don't know this part of the dream. There was a table, like a Sunday school table, with two kids sitting there. And they were mischievous kids, like Sunday school mischievous kids. And uh, I went going to the gross description of what they were doing. And I said, why are you here? Who are you? Your parents dropped you off here. It was like I was getting word of knowledge on them. And I said, your parents dropped you off. They went shopping. They, they, they're, and I just saw the whole deal there. 
And then the dream changed, and then wisdom came back in and said, let's pick back up and let's go. It was like a distraction, but wisdom came back in. Let's pick back up. And so, when I woke up, the Lord gave me Ephesians chapter 1. And he says, I come to give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge of him, that the eyes of your heart be enlightened. Yeah, that's that's what I want to impart to you right now. Would you just raise your hand if you want some of this right now? Father, I thank you. I have only what you have shown me, and really only what your word says, and only what the Holy Ghost says. So, uh, so Lord, by faith, uh, freely we receive, freely we give. Lord, these are your people, these are your brothers. These are my brothers and sisters. These are your sons and daughters. And I thank you now for those that have been wondering, those that have been stuck in a, in a uh, maybe even a religious intellect of the Word. Uh, a, a religious intellect of the Word. Lord, I pray for uh, humility of the intellect. Yes. Uh, I pray for a religious pulling down of uh, old standards and rules and legalistic expectations. And I pray for a fresh experience with the Father. A fresh experience with the Father. I pray for the spirit and the revelation of wisdom and knowledge of Him. And the enlightenment of the heart. Open the eyes of our heart, Lord. Open the eyes of our heart. Even as you opened Elijah's servant's eyes when he couldn't see that there was a whole host of angels with them. But once his heart was enlightened, he could see. Oh God, I come now and I ask you to touch those who have felt abandoned. Touch those who have been abused and hurt and feel left over from the church wounds. I pray you pour in the oil and the wine. I pray for the Samaritan's anointing to come. Heal the wounded warriors, oh God. Heal every wounded warrior. Every psalmist that has been rejected. Every pastor that has been rejected. Every intercessor that has not felt embraced and then appreciated for their ministry. Oh God, may you heal everyone. May you connect all the joints. Lord, I ask you to release dreams and revelation and visions. Open up new portals. New portals, Lord. That we don't pray like we did yesterday. We don't even pray like we did this morning. We don't know how to pray as we ought to pray. But the Holy Ghost prays through us. The longings and groanings to keep the words. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you're working all things together for good. The Lord says right now that he is not wasting any pain. The Lord never wastes a pain. He uses everything for his good. So, Lord, I thank you that you're working it all together for the good. I thank you that as your people have waited on you, some of weeks, years, Lord, they've waited on you. I thank you for it, Lord. Fulfillment, a shift, a time, 
even now, Lord. Let there be a great rising of a city church in Nashville. A church with a new narrative, Lord. A city church. Not one church. Not Baptist and Methodist and Pentecostal and Charismatic. Not black or white or Korean or Hispanic. Oh God, one church, one city church, one great city church that transcends color, that transcends denominational boundaries and barriers, economic barriers and boundaries. Lord, let the church ascend. Let her rise in worship. Let her rise in prayer. She will ascend. Encourage every pastor today, Lord. Giving a fresh anointing on every pastor. Help the fivefold ministry work together, Lord. Yes. Help them work together in this city. Let Apostle, Prophet, Evangelist, Pastor, and Teacher work together in the city to complement by function. Give us the humility to lay down titles and to serve one another. Lord, I thank you for my friend, dear Jim Gollum. God, I bless this man of God who has blessed countless of thousands of people around the world. Here today, Lord, because he was in too much pain to drive and he had to get a taxi to get here. But he's here. Oh God. Oh God. I thank you for your faithfulness. Your faithfulness to James. I thank you for his perseverance. I thank you for his humility. Oh God, he's laid his wife to rest. He's laid his body down several times and you keep resurrecting it. We are coming together now as a city church. Ask you for a supernatural healing. People all over the world have prayed for it. All over the world they've prayed for it. But God, we're asking that this sciatic nerve be healed in the name of Jesus. As He has imparted and released healing to many, may He reap now. Let Him reap, O oh God. Let Him reap. And those have the gift of healing. Would you just, if you know you have an anointing for healing, just come right now. If you, if you know you have anointing for healing, not just because you want to pray. If you know, just release healing to him now. Father, as a city church, we thank you for Let this be the day, God. This will be the day, God. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. What a dying could be. Do it, Lord. But you are the great physician. You are the great physician. Give me the grace. Yes. 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 Yes.
to this city. Let it happen, Lord. Let it happen, Lord. He came here so many years ago on this very place of Belmont and birthed so many intercessors and prophetic people. Lord, let it happen now. He has beat cancer. I don't know how many times. Three times. He is a, he's an overcomer, Lord. He will overcome this. He will overcome this. Supernatural. This will be a token of your healing of this city. The blood of Jesus, the peace of Jesus, the love of Jesus. As I shift in my ministry, as I transition, uh, today I want to lay hands on uh, Jerry Bryant, and we want to install him today as something he's already been doing, so it's kind of after the fact. You know, pastors are always wanting to know who the elders are, who the deacons, show me how to get good deacons, and show me how to find good elders, good intercessors. It's very easy. A good elder is one who's elderly. A good deacon is one who's deacon. A good intercessor is one who's interceding. You know what I mean? A word of knowledge, folks. It's just simple math. If they're doing it, they got it. If it walks like it and quacks like it, it is it, you know? So Jerry is it. I got a word for you. I got a word for you. And uh, the Lord gave me a word out of Daniel chapter 7 for you. And even though Daniel we know is a, is a prophet, um, we, uh, we still recognize the gifts. And Jerry, Brian, I want to say to you, I've had the privilege of knowing you. I remember when you walked into my church 25 years ago and we had a conversation and it was great. And that's when I first met you. Since then, you have walked through uh, many a storm. You've walked through a bunch of stuff. Amen. Shiitake mushrooms. Yes. <laughs> and you have Amen. been faithful. Yes. You have been faithful. Amen. You have persevered. I have watched you. And there was no guile ever did I see in your mouth. I have watched bitterness be portrayed in you. I have watched accusation. I have watched people turn on you. Oh, yeah. And you have been faithful. Right. Faithful. And the Lord gave me this word for you out of Daniel chapter 6. And he says, Then Daniel distinguished himself 
yes. among the governors and sachems because of his excellent spirit. Oh, wow. 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 The king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. Wow. Yes, come on. Yes. My yes. brother, you have distinguished yourself. Wow. You have distinguished yourself not in charisma of yes. gifts, but in character. Yes. You have shepherded this city. You have loved people who were unlovely. Amen. You have cared for people by themselves. I've watched you find young men who have been abused, even violated. You cared and you loved them when nobody else was watching. I knew about it. I've watched you counsel and marry people and bury people and still love. Close the doors on your church because you didn't want to be a a hindrance to anybody else. So you said, I will fold up and move on. And for a pastor, when our identity is so much about that building and about a congregation, that's death. That's true. But usually we don't experience resurrection until there's a death. Yeah, right. So I believe this is your time and this is your season. Amen. You have distinguished yourself. Yeah. And you've distinguished yourself with an excellent spirit. Yes. And it's my honor to have served with you and work with you. And we will continue, but on this capacity. You have a rich pastoral anointing. You do function in other gifts, prophetically and what's healing flow through you. What's that John Wimber anointing can manifest through you? And even in your brokenness, you feel. So I thank God for you and I speak this publicly. And uh, it is my privilege to turn over the reins of WCA to you and and you lead it into its next place, its its next season. Yes, uh, Hallelujah. It's a new wave of what God has for the city, with waking the dawn happening. Yes, with, Lord. With Franklin House of Prayer, with Worship City Prayer, with so many things. You are exactly the man. Amen. You have people yeah. trust you, Jerry. Hallelujah. People trust Amen. you. Yeah. There are a lot of leaders that are polarizing figures. You're not polarizing. You're endearing. And so, I'm now going to charge you to step it up. Come out a little further. Don't linger any longer. This is your. This is another coming forward here, brothers. So let your voice be heard. Step up. It's time to step up and step out. Yeah. Um, because there's a city waiting on you. Yeah, hallelujah. You're a city pastor and this is a city church. So I apostolically charge you with this word. I apostolically charge you with this word for a city church. Brother James, would you just come? Bob, Terry, uh, these two men have served on the advisory council. I'll ask others to come and pray, but these two have served specifically. We've had an advisory council. Don Fento was the other person. We just want to pray over Jared, would you just stretch your hands out to him? Father, we thank you for this Behold how good and how pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. There is like the anointing that flows down the beard of Aaron, even into the garments. And the Lord says, You are an anointing that will flow to garments. 
uh, it will reach all the way to the earth. Yes, so Lord, we thank you for this man. Yes, we thank you for this man. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Just uh, again, a brief little history is uh, it was ten years ago, and I was the chairman of the call, and we led in at different locations all over the region, uh, worship and prayer gatherings. And there was a steering team and everything. And, and then this is the only city, because I've been walking with Lou Engle for uh, <coughs> many, many years. And this is the only city that the call came to that there's lasting ongoing fruit mm-hmm. in that there is two things a lot of things remain, but two things remain. Worship City Alliance is fruit because it was that steering team that became the steering team for the call steering team became the steering team for WCA. And then I then in turn helped commission Betsy Hedden to start Acts 13. Those are two prayer leadership wineskins. The reason I say that in context here is because then I never actually had hands laid on me to see to become the chairman. It was just something that was assumed because Lou and Cheon put me in that place. So I led, but without an official one in a way, an official recognition. That's hampering. I made sure when the transition went from me to Kimball that it would not be that way. And that there was Don and I and, and a team, and we commissioned. And I want you to know that today it's our joy as a founder and advisor to Worship City Alliance, as a chairman who will now be an advisor to Worship City Alliance, and as a man that I love here with Bob Perry, who then's taken up the role for the region in Worship City Prayer. These are twins in the spirit. Worship City Alliance and Worship City Prayer are twins in the spirit. And they are to be joined together at the hip. And so I love it that Bob and Jerry are standing here together here now. In the name of Jesus, as a founder and now a advisor to Worship City Alliance, it is my joy to confirm strengthen and establish God's selection to help lead this region in unity and lead us in a holy procession before the presence of God and then before men. And I thank you for my friend. The first place other than being invited by Don Fintor and Stephen Mansfield to move here and what was abounding grace. The first place outside of those two that invited us here over 20 years ago, it was Jerry. Jerry opened the door at the Nashville Vineyard to me for us to minister at their church, at their fellowship. And I want you to know, Jerry, that has meant the world to me. I remember it. I remember it so well how you opened your heart and now we in turn open our heart to you. We say you're needed, you are wanted, you are not discarded, 
we say that you've been given team glue all over your hands. And you are now going to be able to bring together those who feel lost, those who feel disenfranchised, those who have been used, and some who have been abused. And you will bring missing pieces together. Because God has put super glue super in your heart and is putting it strategically in your thinking. And you're going to be able to supernaturally glue parts together. Some that are missing. Some that are undervalued. And God makes you a champion. And we acknowledge and receive, confirm, strengthen, and establish Jerry Bryant as a leader two leaders in this region, in this Amen. city, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord, we just agree with that prayer. We agree yeah. with the prophet. Yeah. Yeah. We agree with the, one of our city fathers. We just commend Jerry. Lord, he's been a true friend. Lord, Lord, even as we've been praying, I keep seeing phrase after phrase out of Isaiah 61. I see the Spirit of the Lord resting upon Jerry. Lord, I see the anointing of God the presence to bring healing to many yes. to heal the broken hearted set Amen. leaders, pastors priests and prophets yes. set free yes. we bless our friend and our brother Lord in Jesus name Amen and Amen, amen. do you love this man? yeah, yeah. 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 Give me a I certainly praise you the Father Kimball, uh, the message today stirred my heart as, as none other. Right. You know, uh, it's kind of interesting that Bob would walk in. Something very powerful happened in Bob Perry's life. Um, Bob, do you have that with you? I want yes. to just see what it was. Yes. We, Kimball and I, as co-leaders, were able to bless this brother. And there it is, the plaque that we gave last year. Yeah. And tell us how that changed your life. Well, my wife really could tell you because this slept in our bed for a hundred So when I was given this last year, I put it like at the top of, I mean, in our bed. And my wife kept on saying, when is this plaque leaving? And I said, I'm going to keep it here for a hundred days. She's very thankful three months and one week is up. This was a real, really, really important to me. It was the affirmation of you as a community here at Worship City Alliance. Uh, it really affirmed my calling uh, for you as a community. And of course, as you as leaders, James, Jerry, and Kimball. Um, so in my, my moments when there was no fuel in the tank, yeah. I had this with oh. And uh, I appreciate yeah. you guys very much. And yeah. I appreciate the Worship City Alliance wow. community. Wow. See, that's, this demonstrates a culture awesome. of honor. You see, yeah. this demonstrates yeah. it. Uh, and I want Marty to come up and a couple others because today... We're going to continue this culture of honor because we actually have a plaque for you, sir. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is not the time. This is the time. This is perfect time. This is the perfect time. Yes. No better time. This is uh, the Keeper of the Flame Award, for some of you who may not know. 
Okay. You ready to breathe deep? <laughs> Kimball Knight. I'm, I'm used to being on the other end of this. I know you are. But this year, you're the one that God spoke to us about. You have served faithfully in the city and raised up a, an awareness of worship city prayer alliances. Prayer shield. You did it so Absolutely. And so, James, would you read this? Yes, sir. Scott McLeod was the first one yes. to receive, and I was surprised being the second. Yes. And Don Finto, I think, next. Yes. Now Bob, and yes. now Kimball. So look out! Okay, Who's yeah. Yeah. Kimball, Keeper of the Flame Award, Kimball Knight, in honor of 30, over 35 years of pastoral ministry, and for your commitment to encouraging pastors and ministry leaders in Greater Nashville and throughout Middle Tennessee. In honor of your establishing the Worship City Alliance Prayer Shield initiative that changes hearts, leaders, churches, and cities. My house shall be called a house of prayer for all the peoples. Isaiah 56, 7, September 6, 2017. and prophesy over you that God will clearly strengthen and guide you in this next season. You're our friend, Kimball. Yes, yes. This is our city. We're home. The best is yet to come. And Father, I just thank you so much. Yes, man. That you put in my life who you used to rescue me in the very, very dark hours. Every day, he would call. Every day, he would prophesy life over me. I'll never forget it. And I pray the same for him, God. That you would give back the hundredfold, all that he sowed into this city, this region. The best is yet to come because he is a son. He is a son. And we acknowledge him as a warrior that we know is in the trenches with us and will fight with us for the kingdom will come. Lord, we bless this friend of God, this one that walks intimately and closely with you. Thank you that you're with him along every part of his journey. Thank you, he's your messenger. Thank you, your shepherd to the city. Yeah. Lord, it's not based on a title. It's based on a calling and a destiny. Yes, right. And even before he was born, he was set apart yeah. to be a prophet to the city and to the nation. Yes. We stand with him, strengthen him, minister to him in yeah. Jesus' name. Yes. Father, just in Chalet simplicity, yeah. we agree with Kimball that as he trusts in the Lord, with all his heart and doesn't lean to his own understanding but acknowledges you that in all his ways you will direct his paths and Kimball that's what the Lord just wants you to be secure in today and rest in just have a new sense of just rest in your soul 
He's directing your paths. Even as you spoke to us, it comes right back to you. Keep step with the Spirit and stay in His rest. But there is a rest for the people of God, and that's His inheritance for you. So enjoy this process. Enjoy. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Kimball, I've had two friends in my life named Kimball. One was Kimball Knight, the other was Kim Clement. And I feel the same kindred spirit with you. And I feel that the Lord wants to acknowledge you as an apostle of prayer. And it's not a light thing, and it's not something that you dub yourself but there's a a Holy Ghost knighting process Kimball Knight and there's authority that's being released upon us in this moment and the Spirit of the Lord says there's been a dark night and there was betrayal and when Judas betrayed me scripture says the night fell and the darkness came. But out of the deepest darkest darkness came the brightest light. Yeah. And the Spirit of the Lord said, I took you a path that I was familiar with. Yes. And it was a dark path. But now the Lord says the bright light begins to shine. Yeah. It's the dawning of a new day. Wow. There's a new commissioning. There's a new authority. There's even a new expression of ministry that's wow. coming. Yes. Yeah. And Kimball, I spend hours with the Father. And when I do, I, I come out and I, I say what the Father tells me. Yeah. And people persecute me and say things about me that are wrong. <clears throat> and then the, those words catch up uh, to them. And God vindicates me. Wow. And I see there's an authority on you to go to the Father and to receive revelation spend hours with it and there'll be times you declare things that people are going to get mad at they're not going to understand and there are things that God will allow you to share things that he won't allow you to share but when you do that there's there are those that are going to be for you and those that are going to be against you and the Lord will deal with that but I see a fresh mantle of authority coming on you now it's yes. not like you are, are unaware of these things mm. uh, but I see a greater expression mm. and this morning as I was praying uh, early this morning around 4 in this, four this morning the Lord began to speak to me about you and he said he's like an Elisha that washed hands of an older, much older Elijah and I said God is that is that Larry Lee because I knew he ministered to Larry Lee and washed his hands and the Lord said no a much older one and then he spoke today about his pastor and that apostolic uh, mantle that you have seen on that older intercessor the double portion is coming double. on you now mm -hmm. mm -hmm. so the spirit of the Lord says there will be a season of time where you begin to reorient and the Lord one, uh, the other thing the Lord was very clear I'm preserving marriage through this whole process. I'm healing. I'm making it stronger than ever. And it's almost like a great unveiling now of your eyes towards each other. And there is such a depth of love and commitment and fortitude there. And the Lord said there's going to be such a deeper 
intimacy with each other, a deeper yes. love, a deeper uh, community, communion with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's going to be that which which lifts the veil off the eyes of the children. And the Lord said it will draw closer the children. Yes, Lord. And this family ministry will begin to forge like a sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, a layer upon layer will come into place. And then the Spirit of the Lord says the ministry will begin to flow worldwide. And there will be a new dimension of release. And uh, so the Spirit of the Lord says these are not uh, the things that you've seen in the past. These are not things that you have uh, pondered. Could it go that way? Might it go that way? But the Spirit of the Lord says I'm going to give you specifics. And I'm going to give you details and directions. And this will be a a worldwide ministry that changes the hearts of many. As I release an apostolic mantle upon you today, save the Lord. Mm-hmm. Father, we uh, thank you. Why don't you all just stretch your hands out? Yes. So we receive uh, Jerry. Would you just say this after me? We receive Jerry. We receive Jerry as the director, as the director. of Worship City Alliance. And we send. Send Kimball Knight into the field as an ambassador. Ambassador of prayer. Ambassador of prayer. Ambassador of the presence. Ambassador of the presence. Ambassador of healing. Ambassador of healing to leaders. To leaders. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And so we thank you, God, that today is a day of setting in and a day of sending forth. And this is an X-13 model. Yes. Separate unto me. Yes. And so we acknowledge today the Holy Spirit has said, yes. separate unto me, unto you first, yes. and then unto our gifts, our yes. calling, our function before yes. men. But I just say to you, Kimball, I, like Marty, I've been praying for you. I have had visions of seeing you leading in this city. Yeah. Warring worshipers. I saw, I've seen warring men. Yeah. Warring men. It is warring women, but I see, I've seen warring men and you leading where they're just like shouting, warring it, and they get their tongues together. Ha! Ha! It's like a, it's a night prayer meeting is what it is. It's a night it's a night uh, warring a prayer gathering. I've seen it over and over, but I've been waiting. I've been waiting to release it. And then I also uh, know that um, writing is around the corner for you. It's just right around the corner. It's just right around the corner. And I know that obviously myself and God mine are there to uh, help you. And so I've seen that this will be a, a new door that will open for you, for your voice uh, to be heard um, in, uh, in a um, video series of uh, teaching on uh, the importance of watching on the walls. So, Father, we thank you for a day of setting in and a day of sending out. In Jesus' name, amen. Founder of WCA, Jerry. I'd like for you. The founder of WCA, Jerry. I'd like for you to introduce your steering team.
Okay, I know they might not be here today, but would you do that for us? Okay. It's so good not to be alone when you have so many good people to work with. Uh, Mark Lancaster, would you stand? Mark will be co-leading with me. Uh, this man knows my heart. Come up here, and I know your heart. And I'm so glad to have you. Fred and Karen is in. They're uh, been such a support to this fellowship as well. And Rob Still is not with us, but he's also going to be a new member of the steering team. Rob Still, who was uh, involved in worshiping here at Belmont for so many years with Rob Fraser on staff. And so Rob couldn't be here because of a father-in-law who's very sick out east, but he'll be a part of this team. And next month, we're going to break some fresh ground next month in that we have not one, but four women of God who will be sharing their heart with us. We want to understand what God is doing when He says women arise. We want to honor that. We want to know how to pray and how to honor and understand what God is doing. And so, I've asked Karen if she would come be a part of the panel. Sarah McLeod will be part of the panel as well. Tiffany Atkinson, who is doing uh, human trafficking and freedoms, freedoms Promise out of Franklin, Tennessee, will be here. And, and last but not least is Denise Hughes, who leads HeartSync here in the city. It's brought such healing to so many. So these four ladies will be sharing their story next month. And we have a chance to hear and understand their hearts, pray and honor. We want a culture of honor. So how do we honor these women in ministry and pray for them and cover them? And that will be next month. So you need to tell people about Worship City Alliance. Ask them to come with you. Bring some other leaders and then, of course, get them on the email blast so they'll be aware of things that are happening. So, I'll tell you what, we've got some exciting things ahead. So, uh, I uh, gave... Sherry probably has a lot of my books, and this isn't all my books, okay? But I do this as planting seed. I do this as a prophetic act. I did this with Don Pinto. I've done it with Bob Perry. I did it with Kimball. And I did it with Mark at uh, his church at One Stone in July at the School of Kings that we did. But I kept praying about this, going, I, I got to do this with Jerry, even though you probably have most of these. So, but every one of these books, I prayed over what to give you today. And I won't go through every one of them, but they each represent a seed from those which are on the top here, which are the Women on the Front Lines series that have, have just been re-released to integrity, to the new lifestyle of Watchmen, to an Israel, to a daily prayer journal. And so I just I plant this seed in this soil as I we each plant our seeds freely, don't we? Yeah. And so I just uh, bless right now, Mark, and I uh, told uh, Jerry, I know it was already in Jerry's heart, I said, Mark, Jerry, I said, it's to be different this next time, on this next round, because we need to have a modeling of the joining of the generations, and we need to, like, look into the future. 
And I, I actually told him, I felt like at, uh, Mark here, uh, Lancaster, was supposed to be, I said, like, sort of, sort of like an associate in training. And I go, no, he's actually, he's the co-chair. Right. And, and so... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, Stephen, I did. Yeah. So why don't you get your hand up right here? Let's just bless Mark and, and the yes, others too. Yeah. So Father, we thank you for a steering team yeah. that yes. has, uh, has diversity, thank you, yeah. Jesus, and history, and a zeal <laughs> and experience. Yeah. yeah. And we thank you, and we bless this dear man. Oh, yeah. And Keep thank you. Yeah. I just yeah. plant yeah. this seed in yes, to Jerry, but in it, I'm planting it in North yeah. City Alliance. Yes. And um, and we just say that you are good soil, Mark. Yeah. And we, there's going to be a new modeling that's going yes. to come forth from um, out of this skin. Yes, the joining of the generations. We're going to walk yes. out some of our values. We're going to walk them out. Yeah. So yes. we thank you, and we just set Mark in his place with Jerry yeah. yes. to lead like two ox yoked yeah. together in Jesus' name. Yes. Yes. You're so hungry for more. <laughs> you can never get enough. <laughs> We've spent a little longer than today than we intended, but thank you so much for being a part of sharing this and for your prayers, affirmation. And um, again, thank you for coming. I'm so glad to see some new folks come back. and next. But pray for the Worship City Alliance so that we really do hear from the Lord in this next season how to really make an impact in the city we welcome your suggestions we want a culture of honor here as you probably noticed that the flowers are up here on the piano we're honoring the 50th anniversary of Ray McCullough and his wife if you haven't signed the card make sure you see uh, my brother here. You got it all signed. So I no, I don't have anybody. Okay. 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 Don't worry. But at any rate, you know, if you see them, congratulate them. Fifty yeah. years. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, may God bless you. You can go. I know some wanted to see me because I had a swipe here on my phone, and I'll take your gifts for uh, Worship City Alliance. God bless you all.